0: Our sponsor today is Green Ronin Publishing. Green Ronin is a Seattle-based company dedicated to the art of great role-playing games. Since the year 2000, Green Ronin has established a reputation for quality and innovation that is second to none. If you're looking for exciting fantasy, look no further than Fantasy Age, where your heroic stunting can create the difference between a cinematic battle and a mundane encounter. Have a need to strap on a cape and fight the forces of evil? They do mutants and masterminds. Also available, the Expanse role-playing game, based upon the Hitbook series. Green Ronin Publishing creates role-playing games, card games, and fiction. For the very best in role-playing games, and to forge your own path, choose Green Ronin Publishing and become your own master. Find them at greenronin.com. On all social media at Green Ronin Pub and wherever role playing games are sold. And now be sure to log in to greenroninstore.com. Using our affiliation code of GKHero, you can save 5% off your total purchase of over 100 fantastic items, including role playing games, card games, fiction, and much, much more at GreenRoninStore.com. Use our affiliation code GKHERO to start your journey today. Brought to you by the power of the internet and fueled by imagination, this is Game Night Heroes. dice and tell stories the deeds of heroes await and legends dare to be heard this is game night heroes hello and welcome back to game night heroes we are the game night heroes and you can be too we are about to dive into some great and exciting dungeons and dragons action for all of you we are going to be telling a collaborative story in which we will play characters that will then go on an adventure, and the success and failure of that adventure will be determined by dice rolling. We are playing the Freeport Trilogy by Green Ronin Publishing. This has been specially updated for Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. But first, let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. I, of course, am Kevin, the host and Dungeon Master for our adventure. Let's introduce ourselves again to all you fine folks.
1: Hey everybody, my name's Rab. I'm going to be playing Victor Reed tonight.
2: And I'm Colleen, I'm voicing Iridanza.
1: I'm Aaron, and I'm Arden.
3: And I'm Brittany, and I'm playing Nisha.
0: Excellent. And I'm Kevin, and I get to play as the Dungeon Master for this game, which means that I get to play as everyone and everything else. So, without any further ado, let us dive back into D&D and into Freeport The City of Adventure. Previously on Game Night Heroes. Having finding some time out of their adventures to take some rest and relaxation with the Swagfest Festival of Freeport, an annual celebration that honors the ancient pirate traditions of the town, our four heroes... ...have discovered that great riches and renown can be found by the claiming of a sextant. Their clues to the location has been revealed that it is being hidden within the Bloody Vengeance, a ship of a crew of less than savory character. Captain Scarbelly and his orcish crew are quick to anger and even quicker to violence. Can our heroes reclaim the sextant and gain the riches therein? Our tale now resumes with this intermission. So,
1: who's ready for a raid on an orc ship?
3: (laughs) Do you remember what happened last time? This time we'll be better prepared.
1: Alright, what's the plan guys? How are we going to go about this?
3: Well, we need to be sneaky because we don't want to head towards the orc ship and then have a bunch of people follow us thinking that we're on the trail of something.
0: The crowd around you guys starts to disperse and start running down towards the docks and towards the wharf. Captain Lydon laughs to himself and because the four of you are still standing there. He looks down at you and he says, without the proper clue. I have a suspicion there's quite a bit of ships that are going to be suddenly settled upon.
1: <laughs> well, do we know that Scarbelly ship is still there? We could go take a look.
0: You can go see this section of the city that the Swagfest festivities are taking place are actually relatively close to where that ship is moored.
1: Yeah, I was trying to remember last time where it was like placed because I remember they were, they were out of place because they didn't care, right, about where they parked their boat yep okay.
0: All the people who ran off start making their way over where the main docks are. You also notice that when they run off, some of them go in that direction of Scarbelly's ship and they run off in the other direction. Apparently, a uh, orc captain is not somebody people want to tangle with
3: <laughs> I mean, maybe we could just go and check out the ship stealthily eagerly yeah. and, and just kind of see if we get like a head counter, see what's going on and see if it's there
1: yeah,
4: so real quick, if I was to just like bring some cups of alcohol with me and like drunkenly stumble up there and offer him the scar belly would that that work
1: probably not my plan was thinking of like distracting them while someone sneaks on the ship or I thought maybe the townspeople running around trying to go on ships might annoy them and while they're distracted then we could go But I think we should just go check it out and let's just go sneak around and scout out and see what's happening
0: sure who knows With that being said, the four of you take the initiative and you start making your way down towards the Bloody Vengeance, the nearly 100-foot-long orcish ship that is owned by the mysterious Captain Scarbelly that you have not met yet. On the way, Arden, the other three fill you in as to what kind of encounter they had before.
2: Well, Arden, in terms that you can understand, big, mean, scary orcs threaten to kill us, And they could have easily kicked our butts. What she said.
1: They hate anybody who's not an orc. Well, then we just gotta pretend
4: to not be orcs. And then they won't hate us.
2: We aren't orcs. That's the problem.
4: Then they're not gonna hate us. Let's
1: get going, buddy. No, no. Oh, gosh.
0: (laughs) Okay, okay. You know what? It's pretty sound <laughs> reasoning, I think, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh my gosh.
0: So as the four of you approach the Bloody Vengeance, the three of you have seen this site before, but Ardyn, you are seeing the Bloody Vengeance for the first time. It is a crudely built ship, large and imposing, and you can see more than one different kind of wood that makes up its construction, almost as if it's been ramshackledly nailed and sealed back together from many different battles it may have had. You note that where the ship is attached to the dock are these large, semi-rusted chains. They're attached to the dock where ropes typically would be, and they recoil back into several portholes on the side of the ship, built for such a purpose, for docking. On the side of the ship are these large, blockish letters written in this unfanciful hand.
2: It's orcish, and it says... The Bloody Vengeance. This is it.
0: Arden, as you see the ship, it definitely puts you a little bit on edge. As the four of you are approaching the ship, you can see at the top of the gangplank that leads from the dock up onto the ship itself are two orc guards. They are standing there, and they seem to be in conversation about something seemingly not have noticed the four of you yet. What do you guys wish to do?
2: I cast paths Without Trace.
0: Okay. Iridanza, you reach down deep into the legacy of your people, and you draw forth the mystical energies that flows through your sea elven blood. And there is a shimmer of shadow that engulfs the four of you for a moment until it dissipates, and the four of you look slightly darker, almost as if you've been shadowed out or darkened, even more so from the night. What do you guys wish to do after that?
2: I tell Arden, Arden, don't do anything Irrational, or anything without thinking, or asking. Ask first before you do anything, but quietly. Okay.
3: Perfect. Should we try to sneak up the gangway, or would they see us? I don't know how, like, invisible we might be.
1: Maybe we can use the chains, or Iridanza could go underwater.
2: The problem with that is the spell only works on you if you're within 30 feet of me.
0: That's true. I was just about to say that. Yep.
2: How high is the ship
3: from like the dock and stuff? Maybe we could jump onto it.
0: The front prow of the ship is about 15 feet in the air, you would guess, above the dock. So from the waterline, it's probably 25 feet or so. It's a pretty big
1: ship. Do these chains, like, go into, like, a hole in the ship?
0: They do, yes. I think we should use the chains, guys. As you begin to move closer, you look around. Victor, if you could make a perception check, please. Nineteen? Nineteen. You look and you see that that hole that the chain disappears into is only going to be big enough to allow Arden inside. The rest of you would be much too big even to try to squeeze into it. Oh, no. But luckily, he's a halfling and a small halfling at that. Okay,
1: Arden, do you know what trinket we're looking for? You seem to have a lot of knowledge about this.
2: Am I allowed to ask him a question? Yes. Yes.
1: Okay, I have a very important task for you, okay? Okay. I need you to climb up these chains and I need you to crawl through the hole into the ship and we need you to sneak around and find the trinket, okay? You got that? Yes. Okay, and be very quiet.
3: And don't kill anyone or disturb anyone.
1: But remember, bring back the trinket. Okay,
3: okay. Are <laughs> you sure you know what the trinket
0: is? Yes, I love this because the three of you are gonna go chase a rat. Now Arden gets to sneak aboard a orc pirate ship. I love it. <laughs> okay, so Arden, what do you do?
4: I am going to make my way to the chain stealthily.
0: Oh. I'm
1: sorry. I'm going to give him my Bardic Inspiration with that little speech.
0: Perfect. Okay. So, Arden, after you talk with Victor, and he kind of, kind of gives you a pep talk. You're not really sure if that's what that was, but you do feel inspired, though. You feel ready to face this challenge, and you do start to sneak forward. Now, keep in mind, so you're aware, is that when you get to where the chain attaches, you will be out of range of the Pass Without Trace that Iridanza has cast upon you.
2: I plan to follow him all the way up to the chain and maybe even climb up the chain with him. That way he'd still cast it on him when he's inside the ship, at least when he's near the hole.
0: Oh, okay. Perfect.
2: That sounds fine then. How far down is that hole from the top of the ship?
0: From the top of the ship, which is about 15 feet above the dock, that hole is probably five feet.
3: Oh, so we could... Like, he could climb in the hole, and we could actually climb on the top of the ship. Yes, you could. I'm game, if you guys are. You,
1: you want to go battling some orcs on the top of the ship?
3: I don't want to battle them, but we could sneak, so we have the Pass Without Trace. Ooh, I could use my Psychic Whispers again on these orcs, and be like, you're off duty. Go Go get a drink or something, and see if maybe they'll do it.
1: Maybe... Can you do a convincing orc?
3: Well, and I have to share common language with them, so
0: I don't know if they speak anything other than orc.
1: Well, they spoke common pretty well to me, I think, if
0: I remember. Yeah, the one that interacted with Victor spoke broken common, but the other one did not.
2: Can I practice telling her what to say?
4: I proceed up the chain.
1: Yeah, stealthily. let's just do that.
0: As they're figuring out what to do, Arden, you do make your way up to the chain. Arden, if you could please just make me an athletics test. Boop-a-two. A <laughs> uh, two? Oh my goodness, Arden.
4: As I fall off the chain, I would like to use a misty step.
0: Oh, Okay. Ooh. You have to see where you're going for that to work? Correct.
4: And I can okay. see the hole on the chain. Or up up to the chain, not on the chain. There's a bunch of holes on the chain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you guys watch as Arden climbs out onto the chain. He starts climbing over towards the ship as you guys are talking and finishing up your plan. And you watch as he gets about halfway across the chain. And Arden, you weren't quite expecting the chain to have oil smeared all over it to make it slippery. Seems like maybe somebody had thought about this. And you slip, and you begin to fall off of the chain. The three of you immediately jerk forward out of that instinct of wanting to save your friend. You all kind of reach out for him. And right before he hits the water, you see there's a red, misty sheen that passes over and it looks like smoke hits the water. And then smoke of the same kind of consistency and material coalesces around the outside of the hole where the chain is, and you watch as Arden reappears right next to where the chain is connected to the hole of the ship. Poof! Did you guys know he could do that?
3: No, did you?
0: No. And Arden slips inside the hole of the ship. With that being said, what was that 20 for, Aaron?
4: Ah, Wild Magic. Ah,
0: yes, thank you. So you rolled a Wild Magic check, and got 20. So Arden, you slip inside that hole. What do the rest of you do while on the dock still? Do we want to
3: try to Climb the chain up onto the ship. I'm king.
1: I don't know that I want to make too much noise. I'm gonna stay here and wait for Arden. I'm gonna pray that he finds the trinket.
3: You might wanna hide next to these barrels then. Just in case.
1: Good idea.
3: You're down to what would you like to do?
2: I guess attempt to get up on the ship. Alright. Just be back up like be up at the front, just in case something goes south with Arden. We're there to already there to help.
3: At least you can always dive off and into the water if you needed
0: to, to get away. That's
2: true. Hopefully I don't give your positioning away. we'll find
0: out. I see. Iridanza, if you can make an athletics test, please, to climb up onto the ship. Absolutely. Eleven. Eleven. So, Iridanza, you climb up onto the chain and you get about halfway across, much like Arden did, and you actually slip off of the oiled rungs of it and you splash down into the water below.
2: Cool. Just kidding.
0: (laughs) Both of the orcs on the ship who are guarding suddenly jerk their heads over in the direction of the splashing. Victor and Nisha, if you two could both roll stealth checks because you guys were trying to hide behind those barrels on the docks.
3: And we get the plus 10 to it.
0: Yes, because you are both still within range of Iridanza's Pass Without Trace magic.
3: So 26 for me.
0: Oh, thank God. 18. Okay. Okay, that's fine. The guards both look over in the direction and you see them look around for a bit and they turn and they uh, the one says to the other, and you two watch as the one who is nearest you both starts walking across the ship, making his way over towards where the sound was. and he stops right at the top, right above that hole that Arden disappeared into, and he looks down into the water below. Inside the ship, Arden, you come into the hole and you find yourself in, Arden, how much do you think you know about ships? Probably not too much, right?
4: Nope, they give me seasickness.
0: That's true. You emerge into a room that's approximately, you would guess, 15 feet by 15 feet, and it's crammed full of all kinds of different items. There's a couple of chests in here. There's a small bookshelf. You also see that there are two hammocks that are strung up. And in one of the two hammocks is an individual who is sitting back. They have their feet crossed in front of them, and they are in the middle of reading a book. They seem to have not noticed your entry. The other hammock is empty. There's also a table in the room and a single chair, also a chest. And you see that all of these items are nailed down to the floor. The chest is quite large. It could easily hold a person in it. On top of the chest is a blanket of some sort that looks like it was covering it up at one point, but it's recently been disturbed. At the moment, you can see that on the table, there's a bunch of sea charts and navigational equipment that are spread out across the desk, one of which is a really fancy-looking sextant, probably what you're here to find.
4: That's the thing I need.
0: Yeah, there's the individual in the room, seems to have not noticed you as of yet, but you would have to move past him in order to get to it. He is a largely built orc, and his hair is long and pulled back in a double ponytail. There's one directly behind his head and another one a little bit further down. There are little tiny bones that are sewn into the lower one. You see that he is wearing some nicer clothing, and he has a very fanciful-looking cutlass hanging off of his side. He's reading the book, and it seems like he's very engrossed in it. He turns the page. Something you do notice as he repositions himself, he scratches his ample belly. One that's brought on, not from being out of shape or being unfit, but just from being middle-aged. You can see that there are unique markings upon his belly. 27 different scars carved into his stomach, almost like tally marks. This could perhaps be Captain Scarbelly himself. (laughs) Oh, shit. What do you do? (laughs) (coughs) I don't know. Victor and Nisha, that orc, moves over and he's standing right above where Arden disappeared into. He looks down into the water for a moment, and then you see his eyes go wide for a second. And he starts making his way back towards the other orc. And you hear him call out, I don't know
3: what that means, but that was close.
0: Neither one of, yeah, neither one of you speak orc, so you're not sure what he's saying. If you guys want to make insight checks at disadvantage, you might be able to discern what kind of attitude he has. Sure. Sure. Nine. Nine, okay. Five. Oh boy, you guys aren't sure what's going on. He seems pretty aggressive, Mm -hmm. but that seems to be his default setting, so you're not really sure what he's doing. So hard to tell. Orcs
1: are just so aggressive. Hey, is there a way that you can communicate with Arden?
3: I mean, I kind of can. I can actually communicate with all of us. Once I can see where Iridans is, I could include her. So I could do that.
1: That might be good. I think Arden might need some guidance. I'm, I'm quite concerned
0: about him.
3: I don't blame you.
0: Iridans are beneath the waves of the dock. Unlike a normal person who would have fallen into the water, you would have tried to make your way back to the surface to quickly catch your breath. But luckily... Being from beneath the sea and being a sea elf, you have gills that immediately spring out along the sides of each side of your neck and enable you to breathe through the water. You're able to maintain your time down and below the surface, hoping that it's going to buy you enough time so that the orcs might not see you. What do you wish to do?
2: I am going to swim under the ship, go to the other side of it, kind of to the opposite corner of the ship from where Arden is. And then I'm going to start splashing in the water to make a big ruckus so that all the orcs run to that side. And then go back under the water.
0: Okay. You swim pretty deftly. You're actually more at home in the water than you are on the land. So you shoot through the water underneath the ship and come out across the other side just as you intended. You break surface of the water. You start aggressively splashing around and making as much noise as you can. As you do so, you see that there is a figure that is up on the deck of the ship because you are doing this, seems to take immediate notice of you. This figure, you recognize, is the brutal, massive first mate of the Bloody Vengeance, the individual that you guys previously met, the orc warrior known as Agro. She is a tall, massively built figure, and her braids and dreadlocks on the left side of her head are tightly bound. You can see that the other side flows freely and covers up part of her face. Not the scarred side that you remember seeing, but she looks out into the water and she makes eye contact with you. And she says, you. And she reaches for the great axe at her side. You dip down below and beneath the water.
2: Not just beneath the water, all the way under the ship. So even if she threw something at me, it'd miss. Perfect. That's my plan.
0: Okay. Nisha and Victor, you both hear, loudly, all of a sudden, Agro's voice rings out into the night. Someone's after the ship! And with that, all of the orcs begin to spring into action. Uh Uh-oh. Arden, inside what seems to be the captain's quarters, you don't hear that yelling yet, because you're down and below. What do you do?
4: I'm going to start stealthily making my way to that table, because I see the shiny.
0: Okay. Go ahead and make a stealth roll, please.
4: Can I use the bardic inspiration now?
0: You sure can. It's anytime within ten minutes after it was given to you, so yes, you can.
4: Okay. I'm trying. I'm concentrating really hard. There's two tables, and I'm making a way for one. A three!
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wait!
0: It's a natural one. Natural one plus that Bardic Inspiration. Halfling luck. Halfling
1: Halfling luck. luck.
4: Halfling luck. Reroll. A six. Uh, That's the Bardic Inspiration again. How much am I adding? It's a D6. It's a D6. What am I rolling? D6. uh, Plus
0: two. It's an eight. (laughs) It's better than a three. (laughs) Eight total. Okay. Arden, you slip down out of the porthole that's holding the chain. And you can see that where the chain comes in, It goes onto a winch that's right on the inside on the wall section of the ship. And you lower yourself down onto that. And right as you do, in all of your excitement, you forgot the rest of the chain was coated in that same oil. And you slip and you fall with a big... (tell) On the floor, directly in front of this man in the hammock. He slowly looks over at you, makes complete eye contact with you. And then he slowly closes the book. And sets it down flat on his chest. And he says, Now, what be you doing here on my ship? And he gets a wicked grin that reveals both of his orcish tusks. Oi, mister. Are you my dad? (laughs) (laughs) He just kind of gives you a strange look.
4: What? What? I, I think you, my daddy.
0: He slides over. And he tries to grab you. Make an opposed athletics or an acrobatics test.
4: Acrobatics.
0: Uh, a five. <laughs> a five? Okay. In one fluid motion, he swings down off the side of the hammock and reaches for you. You try to sidestep, but some of that oil got onto your feet, and you slip on the deck, and his big, meaty hand closes around your throat and picks you up off of the floor. He pulls you up so you face level with him. And he brings you close, too close, and he looks you dead in the eye and he says, You're going to have to do better than that if you wish to attack the bloody Vengeance Boy. And then you hear the sounds from outside of the big, booming voice yelling that someone is trying to attack the ship. With that being said, what does everybody do?
1: Does there look like there's a weak point at all in the ship near the hole where Arden went in? Because you said it was kind of like modge podge put together. I don't know if my knowledge of ships or anything might help me.
0: Yeah, big perception check. Perception.
1: Okay. Oh boy, I got a
0: three. I have no clue. You look around, and in the commotion, you're not really sure. There's not really anything that you can see that's gonna suit your needs at this point. Oh.
3: Did we hear Arden fall inside when he went in the little hole? No,
0: I would say no. He's inside the ship. and There's commotion going on outside, yelling and stuff, so you're not really sure what's going
1: on. Well, what do we do now, Nisha? This isn't looking too good.
0: Oh, boy. Well,
3: they're already alerted to us being here, so either we fight it out or we need to try to get Arden out as quick as possible.
0: Oh, looks like a fight it is. Okay, Iridanza, you're beneath the ship still? Do you want to do anything else, or are you just waiting?
2: I suppose I'm trying to figure out what's going on, so I'd probably swim over to the other side of the ship. Yep. And just kind of poke just my eyes above the water, eyes and ears, and try and
0: listen about. Okay. Iridanza, you come up to the other side of the ship that's closer to the docks, and you peek your head out slowly to see what's going on. You look around, and you can see that there is a whole bunch of commotion. The orcs are definitely beginning to move around, and they are aware that there is a problem. You don't see your friends at the moment. Arden, what do you do? Uh, start choking.
4: Okay. Because He's got me around his neck, so I'm going to start squirming, wiggling. Okay. Having a panic attack, crying. There's snot coming out of my nose. Everything's bad. It looks real bad.
0: Okay. Scarbelly struts out through some doors that are located underneath the front forecastle of the ship. And when he does so, he emerges out with you in hand. And he says, well, 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 look what I have here. And then he says something in a language you don't understand. This guttural <laughs> kind of sounds. And the rest of the crew turn and look and begin to notice what he's doing. He holds you up aloft. And he yells something, and then he takes you and he chucks you as hard as he can into the center of the ship. You fly forward and you slam off the center mast and slide down and land in a heap at the base of it. He steps forward and he looks at you and he says, Since you don't understand my tongue, I can tell you that I said, It's time for dinner. <laughs> Nisha and Victor, what do you guys want to do? So we see all that, right? Nope. The deck of the ship is 15 feet above you guys. You can't see anything. You just know they're yelling and stuff, and now you hear somebody scream. You're assuming somebody else came out and is talking to them.
3: Nisha would like to try to climb the chain.
0: Okay. Climbing would be an athletics test.
3: 17, yes!
0: Yeah, Nisha, you climb up the chain. You take extra care because you know that it's slippery. You've watched both of your companions fall off of it. But you definitely make your way across. You get about halfway across. It takes some time because you want to avoid not slipping. Yes. Victor, what are you doing? I'm going to walk up to the front and call out Scarbelly. And you see the nearest orc at the top of the gangplank stops. and He looks at you and he looks back towards the inside of the ship and he yells, Crocodile!
2: Am I able to hear that?
0: Yes. He says, Captain.
2: If I'm able to. I would like to climb up onto the dock.
0: Yep, you absolutely do so. You put a hand up over the side, you pull your way up. As you pull yourself the rest of the way out of the water, the gills on the side of your neck magically seal back shut, making it so you can breathe the air. Arden, what are you doing on the deck of the ship? You see all the orcs are starting to close in around you?
4: Uh, Do I see the door that I just came from, or the, the steps? Yes. You see both. Okay. I would like to take advantage of this misty step again and poof myself back down that way. You got it. Poof, yep. And then I run back downstairs real fast, screaming, just screaming really loudly, screaming the whole time, even while I was poofing myself.
0: As you appear over there, and you run through the doors into the room, Scarbelly, with a grunt, steps up and starts following in behind you. At this point, Victor you see the massive frame of Agro appear at the top of the gangplank. She has her great axe in hand, and she has a wicked grin that reveals that half-broken-off tusk on the one side of her face where that scar trails from the corner of her lip all the way up to the opposite eye. And she says, Well, I was hoping that we'd have our time to dance. Come up here, half-breed. I'll show you how we handle things on the seas.
1: Oh, aren't you a sight for sore eyes, beautiful? I cast Vicious Mockery. Yep. So make a wisdom save. 17. Oh, she passes, so she takes no damage. And I draw my sword as you wish.
0: Nisha, make another athletics test for me, please. 12. 12. You get up the rest of the way onto the top of the deck of the ship. Okay. Okay. And you can see when you get up there, you are seemingly not drawing the attention of the rest of the orcs. They seem to be all looking around. You do see the figure that I described to Arden, this widely built orc. And he's making his way into an area directly below the level that you just landed on. And you can see Agro, the first mate, is standing at the top of the gangplank, motioning down towards Victor. She's being flanked by a bunch of different orcs who are coming up to see what she's doing.
3: I'm going to try to be stealthy, and hopefully nobody will notice
0: me. Okay, go ahead and make a stealth test, please.
3: Uh, That's a 13, but I think I'm going to use my cyanak again to add a d6 to that. I'll add a 6 on that, so 19 for my
0: stealth. Yeah, so you hide in behind. There's a small, looks like a little ballista that's positioned up here, and you hide behind it. Arden, you slam back into the captain's quarters, and you look about the room quickly. Scarbelly quickly catches up to you, because he's a lot bigger than you, and he closes in through the door, and he says, I don't think so. And he moves over, he stands between you and the chest. You notice, not between you and the table. Yeah. And
3: the sextant's
0: on the table. Ooh, that's right. Yeah, I'm going to
4: take a little, what do I have on my belt? I'm going to take that beer mug I've been carrying around. And then throw it at his face. And then I'm going to dive for the table and grab the sextant. And then once I get the sextant, I'm going to look out the window and poof myself out of it.
0: Okay. Make a dexterity roll, please. 18. That's finally a good one. 18. Yep. With the 18, you take the small little stein that you have and you chuck it. And it flies forward and it smashes right into his face. And you jump and you dive forward. And as you do so, you reach out. And your hand closes on the sextant, and you roll across the table and look up towards the porthole that leads outside. You let go of the energies of the misty step, and as Scarbelly gets his bearings about himself, he draws the cutlass off of his side, and as he does so, it bathes the room with an eerie green glow that sets your teeth to chatter and goose flesh to crawl across your arms and the back of your neck. He surges forward. with a large bellow, he brings it down at you, and as your red smoke dissipates, the sword slices right through where you were and hacks into the table. Arden, you reappear out onto the chain outside, just outside of the porthole. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw, please. A six. A six. You slip off of the oiled chain and fall into the water below. Can you please make a dexterity check to see if you maintain your hold on the sextant or if you drop it into the dock, water's below. 21. Nice. So as you slip, you know the sextant is important. You need that for the money and the gold of Swagfest. And you take it and you clutch it to your chest and curl yourself up into the fetal position and you manage to hold it tight against you as you slam it into the water back first. On the deck of the ship, the orcs begin that same rhythmic beating that they did before when they first summoned Agro to deal with you guys when you first met them a couple weeks ago. And Agro starts to slowly saunter down the gangplank with the great axe. I'm going to enjoy this half-breed. And she starts making her way closer to you. At the corner of your ear, Victor, you hear a splash in the water. Oh. You're not sure what it is, though. so what are you doing?
2: Did I hear Arden splash into the water as well?
0: Yeah, you heard a splash into the water. You're not sure what it was.
2: Oh, boy. Okay. Um, uh, I'm going to jump up next to Victor, and in orcish, I'm going to say, Why are we fighting? Let's just Go on about our day. Have a nice night. And I start pushing Victor away.
0: You start trying to pull him out of the fight and trying to get them out of the way. And Agro takes the great axe and she puts it between the two of you. And she slowly turns her gaze upon you. She says, you're next, elf. And she steps down all the rest of the way onto the dock to stand next to you, Victor. Nisha, up on top of the deck, what are you doing?
3: So, I heard the splash from Arden. Did I see anything or notice that it may have been him?
0: If you move over to the edge of the ship and take a look out.
3: I do. Stealthily.
0: Go ahead, make a stealth test, please. I'll give you advantage, because they're all more focused on Agro about to kill this (laughs) half-elf.
3: And that's a 10. Um, Then I will use my extra D6 to add on with a 3, and a 13 probably doesn't give me much more.
0: 13's enough. You creep over to the side and you look down, and when you look down, you see Arden's little head breaking the surface of the water.
3: I would like to get off the ship. <laughs> so the ship's 15 feet off, so in theory, I should be able to just run and jump off the ship and land on the dock.
0: Yeah, you could try it.
3: I would love to try that.
0: Make an athletics test, please.
3: Okay, 19.
0: Alright, so yeah, you jump off the side of the ship, and you soar for a bit, and you land on the dock below. You take two points of damage as you slam into the dock. You slightly wrench your ankle a little bit. Iridanza, you see Nisha, she jumps through the air, and she lands on the side of the dock. The orcs are not noticing her at all. They're more focused on aggro about to throw down with your companion. What do you want to do?
2: In Elvish, I say run now to Victor. I probably can't see Arden in the water. No. I run in the opposite direction and then dive off the end of the dock.
0: Okay. You take one look at Agro and you look at Victor and then you turn and you sprint off towards the other direction off to the dock that juts out into the water away from the harbor and you dive into the water.
2: Hopefully taking their attention with me in the opposite direction of Nisha. Uh
0: Uh-huh. There are a couple that do notice you run off like that because they were watching you because you were standing next to Victor. Arden, you get up and you make your way back over to where the dock is, and you look up and you see that Nisha's crouched down. She holds a hand down towards you to let you up out of the water.
4: Yes, I, I, I reach for it.
0: You reach up and she takes a hold of your hand and pulls you up out of the water, dripping and soaking. All of your scholarly robes are pretty drenched at this point. Nisha, you do notice that he has a very fanciful looking golden sextant in his hand.
3: Come on, we gotta get out of here. Run!
0: I have to ask for permission first.
3: You have permission. Okay,
0: thanks. Run! And the two of you start running towards the main harbor away from this scene. Victor, there is a moment that passes between you and Agro, two warriors squaring off. From your history and your background of the life that you led before you became a wandering sailor hiding from your past, you are aware of compelled duels. And of the importance of a one-on-one duel and what it must mean. You know that if you are to run away now, it would be a losing of face for you. But you're not at home where things like that matter. So you have a moment of unease that you're not sure what to do. What do you want to do?
1: Well, I mull things over for a moment. I look to Agro and I say, sorry, dear, but I think we're going to have to take a rain check on this. I really do love our meetups. I cast Thunder Wave to try to push her back. I'm going to try to use this as like a distractionary to then run off and dive into the water.
0: Okay. So she has to make a Constitution saving throw. Okay, that is what she is the best at, so we'll see how that she goes. She still
1: would take damage regardless, but.
0: Oh, wow. So, she needed to make a constitution saving throw. She is a large, beefy, scary-looking orc who is ready to totally, completely eviscerate you with a double-handed great axe. And she rolls a natural one, which gives her a big fat two on that constitution save. Oh, yeah. Okay, so she
1: takes three points of thunder damage and is pushed ten feet away.
0: So, Victor, you look at her and you have your little quip, and you, in one fluid motion, you wink at her. And you spin the sword in your hand and reverse the grip, and you stab it down into the dock. And as you do so, the dock explodes and ripples out away from you, and all the boards start to pop and shoot up off of it. It knocks her up off of her feet, and she flies back into the water between the dock and the ship. The orcs on top of the ship all start yelling and freaking out. You watch as a figure that I have previously described to Nisha and to Arden. You see the figure of Captain Scarbelly appear at the edge of the ship looking down at what happened. He raises a single eyebrow your way. He's interested and intrigued by what just happened. And that's the last thing you see as you dive into the waters as pieces of the wood and the splintering dock begin to float around you. The four of you quickly make your way back over to the main harbor, and as you do so, you all start coalescing around each other, and you do notice that no one on the orc ship follows after you guys. You do see that Scarbelly stands at the top of the gangplank, and after a few moments, Agro comes back out of the water, and she's spitting and cursing and growling to herself. Even from this distance, Iridanza, you can hear what she's saying, and... It's not something that you wish to translate because you don't want to speak anything that foul. (laughs) So you guys make your way back towards where Captain Lydon is?
1: Arden, did you find it? Am I allowed to answer that?
3: Yes, you are. Yes. You no longer have to ask permission to do most things.
4: You're not the scary lady, though.
2: Arden, use free will.
4: Oh, boy. Okay. I don't think I know that spell, though.
1: Well, let's hurry up, guys. Let's go turn this in and get our gold. It's quite an eventful uh,
0: heist.
2: Don't tell anyone we have it till we get there.
0: You make your way back towards the stage, where Captain Lydon actually now sits, his boots propped up on the treasure chest that you seek. He's eating a fresh golden apple, savoring the crisp with each bite. And when he sees the four of you walk up, he stands slowly and tosses its core off to the side. You can see that the revelers are still active over here. And more than one of them start to notice the four of you walking up, all sopping wet, except for Nisha. You are starting to draw some attention. As you guys get up to the front of the stage, Lydon steps forward. And he looks out at the four of you with a big knowing smile. And Arden, you produce the sextant and you hold it up. He says to you, Ha! I should have known it'd be you four again. (laughs) It has been done! And the crowd that is still remaining all starts to cheer and roar and have a big hoot and holler. And as the gold and the jewels that were promised to you are divvied up to the four of you, you know that another day in Freeport comes to a close. Although the activities of Swagfest drift far into the early morning, The four of you find that there is time that you all do enjoy the revelries, but eventually do wish to go to sleep for the night because it's been a long day. You're glad that you participated in this little bit of a holiday in the sun, but you know that Freeport tomorrow will be another day, and perhaps will be a day full of new adventures. With the conclusion of Swagfest, our intermission comes to a close. Act Two of the Freeport Trilogy is now set to begin. Woo. Thank you for listening to the Game Night Heroes. The tale continues another time. This was Freeport, Episode 10, The Bloody Vengeance. Please subscribe and give us a review. It helps new listeners find us and take the journey along with you and with us. We can be found on all social media at game Night Heroes. Please be sure to follow us for updates and for new information. We can also be found at GameNightHeroes.com. The Game Night Heroes is hosted and game mastered by Kevin Stacy. Victor Reed is played by Rob Alexander. Iradanzo Orame is played by Colleen Alexander. Arden Langelar is played by Aaron Regner. Nisha Lykoania is played by Brittany Stone. The Freeport Trilogy was created and published by Chris Premis and Green Ronin Publishing. Logo design and podcast cover art for the Game Night Heroes was created by Josh Kay. Music is from various artists and appears from Pixabay. Please feel free to message us at Game Night Heroes Contact at Gmail. We'd love to hear from you. This has been a presentation of the Game Night Heroes. Until next time, keep dreaming your impossible dream. Did you like what you just heard? Well, if so, you can also journey into the realm of Freeport by visiting greenroninstore.com. There you can find all of your Freeport needs and all of the different adventures, supplements, and rule sets that you'll need to vanquish the forces of the Far Realm in a pirate town once gone legit. Form your own adventures at greenroninstore.com. Use our affiliation code GKHERO to save on your purchase.